Hello, coconuts. Welcome to another episode of TSC Stock Geek Out. It's making the news everywhere in the crypto world, and you know we have to dissect it for you today. It's none other than the deep pegging of the UST to the Luna coin. In today's episode, we will drive real deep into this coin. Most importantly, what to do next in the crypto world. Joining me today is Beverly Tan. She runs a TikTok crypto account called Bands by Bev and works in the cryptocurrency space. She's an avid fan of USD, USDT. Jefferson, our resident crypto guy, will also be joining us today, so stay tuned for a great episode. For reference, this episode was recorded on 15th May 2022. Our discussion today is solely for education and entertainment purposes. It does not serve as any form of advice or recommendations. Thank you for loving what we do and empowering us to financially do more for you. Now, let's geek out. Hey, coconuts, welcome back to Stock Geek Out. Today we have Bev Beverly. And she is a TikTok sensation. She has the handle Bands by Bev. She's going to run us through a little bit on cryptocurrency, understanding a little bit more about the history, intended functions, benefits. And then, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about Luna, which obviously is big, big in the market right now. She works for a crypto startup, so love to get started. Hey, Bev, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well, doing well. A bit, a bit shaken by the markets, but doing well still. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. With us, of course, we've got our resident um, crypto guy, Mr. Jefferson. How are we? I'm good. How's everyone? I uh, hope that, you know, your portfolio is uh, still, still <laughs> above water <laughs> somehow. <laughs> oh man, tell so, me about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all it's all red. Red is my favorite color right now. Yeah. Oh man, I don't even. So I don't dabble in in crypto myself, which is why I'm here. I'm looking to learn. But even my stock stock portfolio, man, it's scary red. So. Yeah. Oh my god. Very nice. So all shall right. we get started? How long have you been in the crypto space, Beth? Uh, I would say, like honestly, even I myself, I'm a beginner uh i would say like i've been seriously in the crypto space for two years but i've kind of known it since um 2015 when a lot of my uh, filipino uh, startup friends were kind of like already like participating in um bitcoin transactions uh, having startups about bitcoin nice nice very nice so um there's there's so so many things going on in, in the crypto world so you have like nft gamefi what uh, do you have a particular area that you you focus on or you you work on yeah uh, I mean, to be honest, like I'm pretty, so I think of like, uh, you know, cryptocurrency, uh, or at least my investment portfolio is very similar to, uh, like how I do my stocks, right? I have like my safe bets and I have the ones that I'm, that I'm curious and experimenting and trying to figure out more. So, I mean, of course, like because Bitcoin and Ethereum are kind of like the first two cryptocurrencies that are, you know, extremely popular and have kind of like survive despite like the cycles like even till even now arguably like bitcoin and ethereum are still i hope i don't regret saying this doing well <laughs> despite everything being in red <laughs> i usually i'm so scared of like this does not age well comments so like right now bitcoin and ethereum i would say like hopefully like we'll still like um you know surpass this recession and if they do great um so i still have like a bunch of my like um, portfolio in Bitcoin and Ethereum. What I will say, what I focus on, uh, and this may sound controversial in today's day and age, is stable coins. So I actually really sincerely believe mm. in stable coins. Um, 
to be fair, like, of course, more fiat-backed stablecoins than, like, clearly algorithmic stablecoins at this point in time. <laughs> um, because, like, honestly, I do think that... And the reason why I, I still care about stablecoins is because I do believe in their, in their ability to... Uh, how do I say this? Um, at least be a form of uh, way of like doing like proper transactions between one cryptocurrency and another. And I also believe it's a, it's the easiest way for mainstream people to adopt uh, cryptocurrency by understanding that oh okay like if this cryptocurrency functions exactly uh, or very similarly to a dollar, then I could kind of like understand and be less scared about um, okay. getting into Bitcoin or getting to Ethereum. That's honestly like. Used to be my pride and joy, and then now we're set back like three, <laughs> three years, and so yeah. All right, all right. Back, back it up a little bit, Beth. Um, so can yeah. you tell the listeners like what is a stablecoin? Yeah. So Better a feel rock cash as well. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, a stablecoin pretty much is usually um pegged to essentially um you know a currency. At least in this case, right? Like a stablecoin, uh, let's say um tether is pegged one to one to the U.S. dollar. So, for example, for one, for one USDT, um, they essentially peg it to the US dollar because, like, for example, a company like Tether claims, and I use this word very seriously, claims that they have like that amount backed in their reserves. That's why I, that's why I honestly believe in stable coins because, like, that's the closest mm. that you can tell people um, it is real to real money, as compared to oh, like the criticism of. Uh, cryptocurrency is always up in the air. It's always very fake. Like, we don't really know. It's not real money. Like, for me, stablecoins is an easy way to explain, hey, this is the closest that we could get to real money and allows you, like, a gateway into the cryptocurrency space without you losing so much in volatility. Okay, we, we, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that later. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so why exactly did stablecoins become so popular? Yeah. Yeah, so I think um, stable coins became um, really popular primarily for this exact same reason, right? Like, let's say um, I'm scared about the volatility of a particular cryptocurrency. It's going up and down. It's going insane. Um, maybe instead of, uh, let's say maybe I took profits in Bitcoin. I, I took profits at Bitcoin and I was like, okay, perfect. I need to park it somewhere, but not completely exit the cryptocurrency space. So I'm going to park it in USDT. USDC, who are both fiat-backed stablecoins right now and arguably the most popular ones, or right now a BUSD, which is, is rising in terms of popularity. Um, so I would just park it in a fiat-backed stablecoin, so at least I can hold on its price. And if I want to reinvest in another token, let's say maybe I I took profits in Bitcoin and, and I transferred it to USDT, USDC, maybe later, maybe two months down the line, I want to invest in a new cryptocurrency, be more bullish. Um, I can just reinvest in that with holding that same amount because it's saved to like a dollar. So a lot of people actually believe in stable coins because of that like stability. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. So maybe let's delve a little bit deeper into what, what went on this week. So uh, markets was pretty crazy uh, yeah. across the, the board uh, through the risk assets as well. Right? And crypto wasn't spared. Um, so what exactly happened uh, in the crypto world? There was the whole de-pegging in UST, Luna, having to go to zero. Yeah, tell us a little bit. I know a lot of um, Singaporeans and people globally uh, essentially believed in this token called Luna or Terra, really. Um, and the reason why Terra was so popular was because um, of the stable coin that they were um, essentially created called uh, UST. Now, um, basically, the whole um, 
it's and UST is an algorithmic backed stablecoin, meaning that the stablecoin, while it is supposed to be um, technically pegged uh, to a dollar, essentially is um, uh, the 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 peg is maintained because of um, how do I say this? People essentially invested in Luna and also in their and used a lot of their reserves to actually buy UST. Because they thought, okay, UST is actually a safe stable coin. Uh, primarily, a lot of people were using uh, UST to deposit in this um, protocol that they called Anchor Protocol. Or basically, if you deposit um, your UST in this um, Anchor Protocol, you could earn 20%. So basically, um, what you could do is you could buy Luna. You could say, oh, I want to essentially um, convert my Luna into UST and then use that UST to deposit in this anchor protocol where I can earn 20% uh, APY. Okay. So, yeah. So that's right. why people cared about it so much. And it was okay. also part of the top nine uh, coins. So people would just, like, people who are new as well would just be like, oh, you know, there's so much hype about the community. The community is very passionate. Um, and it's clearly like a top stable nine, uh, I mean, the top nine uh, cryptocurrency. And a lot of investors like Three Arrows Capital were super into it. A lot of people were investing in it. And Do Kwan, to be fair as well, is a, who is the you know founder of Luna, is also a very um, arguably charismatic um, you know personality as well on Twitter, which a lot of people were like, okay, I can trust this man. Thankfully, I always have like this investment strategy where I'm just like, okay, even if it's popular, I'm just going to invest in a arguably small amount where I'm comfortable with that even if it goes to zero, it's fine. But a lot of people mm -hmm. essentially dump their life savings, as always, whenever you have like a hype coin into wow. Luna and UST. Uh, and again, because I said it was a stable coin, people mm -hmm. thought that like, okay, uh, some I think some of my friends also had like... Um, you know, reserves that were in UST. And when this crash happened, they literally had to immediately convert their UST to a fiat-backed stablecoin, which I mentioned earlier was okay. USDT or USDC, in order to stop, like, in order to still uh, save the value of their loss. Yeah. So Okay. Sorry. Okay. So a couple of questions, right? What's the difference between UST and USDT? So UST is tied to the Terra, uh, is to, tied to the Luna token. Um, so, okay. so that's like a pair, right? So basically if, uh, if USD crashes, Luna will also essentially like, um, crash. Yeah. Yeah. will also like flop. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So like they have like this very like symbiotic, uh, relationship that, uh, okay. essentially needs to be maintained. Right. So essentially for every one Luna that gets burned, $1 of UST is created. So it's backed up upon the belief that they have those reserves. So that's the difference between UST and USDT. So USDT is because it's like, again, it's back to uh, to how much reserves that, for example, Tether claims. So I'll use another example. Like Binance has BUSD, which they claim they have 30 million, uh, you know, cash reserves USD. Of, U of USD. So therefore, they can release their own stable coin called BUSD um, as well. Okay. And this is okay. fiat backed, which is different from the UST, which does rely on like the algorithm. Okay, very nice, very nice. So, um, so what what went wrong with this whole uh, UST and and Luna situation? So, okay, so this is like transparency in the crypto space, right? So, a lot of people were saying that like 
um, okay, like uh, Do Kwan himself and other the Terra team essentially ignored that there was a vulnerability in the system with this algorithmic stablecoin. They pretty much said like, hey, technically you we could have like a massive crisis if someone decides to massively sell off UST. And therefore they would trigger a DPEG of the UST to this aforementioned dollar, right? So if UST is no longer priced at a dollar compared to USD, we'll be in we'll be in complete chaos. Now for the last few months, Doquan has been like, no, like the DPEG won't happen. It's impossible. We can repeg. We have reserves. So he basically was assuring everyone that, hey, we have uh, reserves and we're able to actually repeg uh, the UST. So we're fine. So everyone was like, okay, you're arrogant, but I'll take it. Like, whatever. Um, then suddenly, <laughs> what caused the crash was because literally that thing happened. So there was several crypto wallets that had a massive sell-off of UST. And it literally unfolded in three days, where pretty much what happened was there was a massive sell-off in the millions of UST. Uh, it de-pegged. There was a slight minor de-peg in the beginning, like 0.98 then 0 0.95, 0 0.92. And at that point, like people were like, what's happening? What's happening? Like UST is like crumbling right before our eyes, right? And um, so some people started selling, but also some people started shorting because they knew the relationship between um, Luna and UST, right? So after if like, it did repeg back up to um, 0.92, but honestly, I think when it tried repegging and fighting back at 0.92, these were just in the early hours of the game. It's it actually just dropped like immediately right after. Like the reserves that um, because Doquan did mention, hey, we're gonna try and repeg by releasing some of the reserves, and he did, and that's why it established back to the 0.92 as far as I've, I'm concerned. And then after that, people were like, no, 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 we're still very scared, and a lot of people then started um, selling UST, and. Now Luna is literally gone from top nine to like point zero 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 whatever. <laughs> um, I have a question here, right? So I remember watching a massively long video on on crypto on on Luna specifically, yeah, on the game theory, a little bit on the token economics, and why one of the biggest risks was the depegging of the USD, uh, the, the mm -hmm. USD. Um, but they said that even at that risk, you would know about it and the algorithm will, will inform you or something like that. Um, this is the part I'm not entirely sure, but they effectively squashed that big risk that if they depeg, the investors of Luna would know about it. Everyone it knew about it, yeah. Everyone knew about it. I got <laughs> okay, notifications. Okay. <laughs> because honestly, like, right, uh, right. so a lot of people initially were like, Luna at that time, before the USD sell-off, was probably like 50, 60 uh, USD. Um, so I was like, okay, you know what? If ever it does drop by a few, like 10%, it's the same because Bitcoin, Solana, all my other like crypto investments were also dropping. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, you know what? It's fine. It's dropping. Okay. Sure. And then the whole like, oh, it's down to 40. I'm like, no, 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 wait, 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 what, 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 what is happening? <laughs> and then that's when I checked like, what is happening? Because, uh, if you know that the Luna is crashing like significantly, you know, obviously that something has happened with UST. And then that's when people would check, and then that's when you would know. And I made a TikTok about it and got so much hate about it. Because at that time, it was still like 30-ish, 20. And people were like, oh, I'm going to buy at $4. I'm going to buy. And people were literally asking me in my comments, should I still buy? And I was like, some of my friends bought. 
I don't know. It's super risky. Some of them actually, I feel bad. Like a lot of my like vicious commenters were like, this comment did not age. Uh oh. Yeah, because some of them, uh, I've seen some people buy at four dollars, some people at two dollars, some people at one dollar or whatnot. Like as it was crashing, and then the smarter ones shorted. So I was like, okay, good for you. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. The the whole thing felt very much like a like a play by George Soros on um, uh, in in nineteen nineteen ninety seven on yeah. the Bank of England. Yeah. yeah. So um, sounds like a sounds like a whole central bank um, currency issue where it got yeah. attacked and everything else again. But I was definitely... like very nice. I was like, <laughs> it was yeah. very planned. So I was like, so, um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that I thought that the plan was brilliant, but. Uh, I bet it was very vicious uh, in some sense because um, it's it's not always that you know uh, someone you, you got to take someone that have deep pockets and someone to be really smart to to structurally attack the the ecosystem in in, in this sense right so Correct. to me it it seems like Luna is a confidence back currency no difference from like your fiat uh, and any of the paper money right but the the issue with a confidence back currency is always a bank run yeah and 100%. that was exactly uh, the, the issue and I think Do Kwan knew about it and the yep. solution to that was to create a central bank um, and the central bank was essentially called Luna Foundation Guard um, but with whatever you just mentioned, it also seemed to, you know, it sounds like a Ponzi scheme, but to be very fair, I I personally think that it's a fractional banking system, uh, just like the dollar itself. Yeah, so if you go back in, say, early 90s, uh, you, you can see that before the Federal Reserve was formed, you can see that the dollar essentially faced the same issue as well. So mm. this problem is not unique in the crypto world, but it's just the standard feature of a currency itself, and it's definitely important for our listeners to know that. Yeah, and of course, like if the dollar, uh, like like shit hit the fan, and then you have the U.S. military, the government to enforce restrictions and whatnot. But well, in the crypto world, it's uh, as we like to say, it's decentralized, deregulated. Yeah, it have its own pains as well. So when things blows up, um, it blows up spectacularly as well. So. It, it was just an unfortunate series of events, I, I suppose. Yeah, but from 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 what you just mentioned through the death spiral and everything else, um, where where do you see the future of stablecoin yeah, to be? Mm, okay, so honestly, um, prior to these events, right? Like in all transparency, uh, I was pretty confident about the two. Okay. I wouldn't say pretty confident. I was pretty confident about one stable coin, or I was getting excited about that, which is the NEAR protocol. Uh, basically, NEAR stable coin, USN, uh, not to be confused with USDN or whatnot. Um, so I felt like I was actually pretty confident about that. I think now uh, with stable coins, people are going to be more, um, they're actually going to be more, uh, how do I say this, discerning about what the stable coin does. If ever there is a supposed Ponzi scheme, what are their vulnerabilities? And actually, unfortunately, use this Luna UST situation as an example now. So that's a very strong use case. If ever something something like a new stablecoin will come up with that. A lot of people are saying that uh, Justin Sun's uh, stablecoin, like, tr like the Tron stablecoin, the USDD, is a bit of another new Ponzi scheme. 
but I, let's see how that goes. Uh, I personally, I don't plan on investing on Tron. So, so I guess going forward, then like, do you think that there will be more regulations that that comes in for on uh, the stablecoin issuers by the US? Yeah, because yeah. Yellen Yellen came out to to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel that it could go either way because um, yes, Yellen did put that out, like the um, restriction. I know she said something along the lines of, you know, like you know, it, if you're not really truly like a scam, like stable coins, like that are actually properly audited, should not be fearful or whatnot. Tether or like um, uh, essentially folks at Circle, the people who run USDT and USDC respectively, to do like like their version of like what an independent audit is. To be fair on Tether and like um, Circle side, they have been, um, they are becoming more transparent about it. So yet to get people to trust them more about their audits and like how much reserves they have, which is great. But like um, maybe that's not great for the US regulators, right? So there's always that kind of fear. And to be fair, when the USDT de-pegged a little bit, my heart kind of stopped because it literally went from, I think 0.94 and then repegged again. And I was like, okay, good, good, good. You know, it's fine. It's fine. While USDC like went up to a dollar point zero three zero five, if I'm not mistaken. So I was like, okay, clearly like the public is voting behind the scenes of what the more popular stable coin is. So the regulated stable coins will then be more likely to be used by institutions and also consumers. So any of the unregulated stable coins, like maybe USN, USDD, um, the crypto markets will increasingly scrutinize the reserve backed by the coins and also the company that creates the coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Rick or Morty, and I was like, okay, I wish we kind of knew about this before. But it's to be fair, it's a similar, it's a similar thing now with cryptocurrency. Where I think literally during that week, not only the Luna thing blow up, but also this Azuki NFT, yeah, where yeah. the founder was like, yes, I have participated in rug pulls like twice or thrice, and I'm like, oh my yeah, god, it's just like. It's just bad, at least right now, the image of crypto, because now it's giving a lot of people um, an incentive to hate on crypto for, for you know, like, yes, bad things happen in crypto, but it's not the end. As a lot of the other crypto, um, you know, folks still say, like, you could still, there are still good projects out there. Nice, nice. Yeah, you mentioned something about NFT just now, the Azuki beans. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of NFT for sure, uh, but I yeah. think because there's so much speculation and inflows that comes in, um, potentially regulators believe that it could be partly illicit flows as well. Um, yeah. Yet, I think the reason for most people uh, having to purchase this asset, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, mm-hmm. was that there's always an expectation that someone else would want to purchase at a higher uh, USD price in that sense. Okay, to be fair, I have two opinions, right? Like there are some there are some NFTs that I'm just uh that I'm pretty sure it's just really like a hot potato kind of game. Like can I get someone dumber to buy whatever this NFT is? Right. So I don't really try to waste my time in terms of getting whitelisted and whatnot. But I do sincerely believe that a huge part of it is like who can I find to just like flip this NFT and make a lot of bank. That's one part of it. There's a tiny idealistic part of me that is like, no, but the community, like there's a part of me, maybe this is a part of me that invested in Luna, to be honest, to be transparent, that was like, no, but there's a community that like, um, a good example, by the way, of this community is um, World of Women. I actually sincerely do think that their NFT um, really does like try to like uplift like a lot of like 
female artists and the community around it is pretty like wholesome. Like they're not aggressive or anything. Um, and I feel that like people buy the NFT, not because they're like experts on NFTs, but because they actually feel that the community is going to help them network with other, like more influential women in the space and whatnot. So yes, for some NFTs, but honestly, the, NFTs that we see on the on the on Twitter or whatnot, like Board Ape Yacht Club, it's like a display of honestly like wealth and celebrity. I guess we we got to the last question right now. So mm-hmm. so where do you see the future of cryptocurrency? Okay, I mean to be transparent, I do honestly feel that a lot of people like are pretty like conservative right now with cryptocurrency at this point in time, which is understandable. I mean. The markets are not doing really great, so um, both uh, both in the stocks and in cryptocurrency. So honestly, I will say that like if ever people do invest, or at least my friends who are still in the cryptocurrency space, they honestly are just DCAing into Bitcoin and Ethereum at this point in time. They're trying to be safe, and honestly, like a lot, I know a lot of people who are exiting the crypto space and buying gold or whatnot. So they're trying to be more conservative. Um, but of course, if ever there's going to be like. Um, and, and honestly, people are just waiting for inflation to hit. They're waiting for the regulations to start before they could make like a more um, a more logical decision about where okay. their crypto investments will go. Yeah. Do, do you see a place in in crypto for your portfolio in that sense? Because to, to me, it seems like uh, a lot of the macro factors do uh, hinge upon crypto investing just as much as like, uh, equity or fixed income. I think that the market right now is is pretty bad. Um, so I'm just playing it safe. Uh, I think compared to like every everyone else, we're just playing it safe at this point in time. Yeah. Cool, cool. So I guess uh, winter is coming. Yeah. Yes, crypto um, winter. Yep. And everyone stay stay warm in the frosty winter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So I guess... Thank you so much for, you know, listening Coconuts and trust that you learn a little bit more about cryptocurrency, Luna. See you next time on Stock Geek Out. Yeah, bye. Hey, Coconuts. So I hope you learned something useful today. Definitely recognize that investing is a personal decision. We are not giving you recommendations here, but are always happy to geek out with you about different interesting companies and trends for the future. This series definitely has a lot more depth and terms. And we want you to tell us what stock to analyze. So if you have any feedback or ideas, do drop us a line through our socials or email us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. See you in our next episode.